0: Welcome to Why I'm Voting, a production of iHeartRadio. Listen, you already know this, but it's an election year. You might already be tired of hearing about it. But here's the thing. Democracy doesn't work without you. I'm Holly Fry, and I'm sitting down with many of my fellow podcasters from Will Farrell to Stephanie Rule, as well as other luminaries, to find out about their relationships with the ballot box, and ultimately, just to find out why they vote. I hope you're exercising your right to vote. And if you're not, I hope that their stories inspire you. Welcome to today's unique and marvelous episode of Why I'm Voting. I have the great honor of welcoming two guests at once to the show, so that is new. Amy Lee, of course, is a musician and songwriter. She's the co-founder and lead vocalist of the band Evanescence. She has won numerous awards for her work, and uh, the new FNS single, Use My Voice, was just released as a celebration of, and I quote, the power of speaking out in order to promote a more just world. And Amy and I are going to be joined today by Andy Bernstein, who helped to found the nonpartisan voter registration organization Headcount in 2004. If you have been listening to this podcast, you hear me throw to it at the end of every episode. Uh, (laughs) Headcount has helped an estimated half million voters get registered since it began. So Amy and Andy, thank you both so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's a great intro.
0: Oh, it's such a delight. All right. So the first question I have for you guys is a little bit of a time traveler because I want to know when you first learned about what voting was and that you as a citizen, we're one day going to have a part to play in the democratic process. Oh,
1: man. Uh, For me, I mean, it was in school. I uh, remember being in high school and having a history teacher that I loved, Mr. Cummings. And it was all about democracy and just teaching us how to be independent individuals and, you know, encouraging us like from from the vibe and, and sentiment of like the Vietnam War era and what it means to stand up for your country and how that can look a lot of different ways. And I remember being excited to be old enough to register to vote when I was in school and being on like college campus and going and voting for the first time. And what, what, what year was that? Maybe I shouldn't
2: tell you what year that was. I'm not that old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Andy, what did you learn about voting?
2: Well, I'll date myself here. I went into the voting booth with my dad when I was nine years old, when it was uh, Jimmy Carter versus Ronald Reagan. And we went in together and he looked at me and was like, go for it. And so I I first uh, voted. I don't know if this is legal or not,
1: but I was an (laughs) underage voter. No, I don't think so.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, you're exactly the thing everyone's afraid
2: of. (laughs) The leader of headcount just just outed himself on iHeartRadio. There are
0: children secretly
2: voting. I I asked my dad years later, I said, if I had voted differently than he wanted, would he have changed it? And he said, yes, (laughs) he would have changed it. But he let me he let me make my own choice.
0: Right. So you didn't actually cast the ballot, but you got to do like a test drive of the whole system. Oh, I flicked that
2: button.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make it, I was trying to fix it for you so you weren't illegally voting.
2: <laughs> Bottom line is my, my dad probably pulled the lever to make it uh, official. Gotcha. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's funny that you ask that though, because I think that when people are exposed really matters. And I was lucky that, you know, in in my family, in my elementary school, I remember we used to have political debates and whatnot. And um, there's such a crisis of of civics in America. And it's so important that families and schools are introducing young people to democracy long before they do have the legal right to vote so that when they get the right to vote, they're prepared. And uh, I feel very grateful. I feel like my family and my my education, my teachers really encouraged that. So,
0: Amy, it sounds like you registered right away when you turned 18. Like you were ready to jump on that bandwagon.
1: I, I was excited about it, yes. And then I've just moved around and stuff my whole life. So I've constantly had to like, okay, what do I do this time? i got to figure this out. It's like always complicated. I'm always out of the country on tour. It's always a deal. Right. Um, everybody's life doesn't always line up with it being easy. That's a big part of why I really like Headcount it makes it something that doesn't have to be overwhelming. This whole year has been extra overwhelming. I mean, that's a putting it lightly for sure. So to be able to just have information in one place for me, I've gone to the headcount site multiple times this week just for myself to go, wait, what is it again? Like when when can I go do early voting? Do I do that at the same place Yeah, or whatever it is? It's just really cool to be able to quickly find that out without having to kind of... Go to one place and then they tell you to go somewhere else, and it just gets complicated. And then you have to make phone calls. And I, it's not that we shouldn't be willing to stand up and do all those things, but I really, really appreciate it being made more concise and, and simpler.
0: Yeah. We're at a time when lives, even without the pandemic hanging over our heads, are more complicated than ever. We are all ridiculously busy and overbooked. And yeah. having someone aggregate information is like, oh, from heaven. Totally. Andy, did you, since you were already voting before you were <laughs> <laughs> did you register right away when you turned 18?
2: Yeah, I did. I, I was in college and I think I voted in college. But I can't I've I've tried to remember the first time I registered and I unfortunately can't. I know I know I did vote as soon as I could. But one thing that we love is that when people register to vote with headcount at concerts, r- remember concerts that they really can remember it. That usually, if somebody registers to vote at a favorite mm. uh, band's show, it's a personal memory That's cool. that goes beyond registering to vote at the DMV and things like that.
0: Yeah, I love it. Uh, do you guys, now, of course, we already know that Andy remembers the first time he voted because he was not. <laughs> uh, but do you, Amy, remember the first time you voted, like what it felt like to to walk away from that polling booth and be like, yep, I did my thing. Really Really good. Really good.
1: <laughs> The person I voted for didn't win, which sucked, but at least I felt like I was part of it, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you both make sure that you take part in your local elections as well as the big every four year affairs? I'm sure you both do.
1: I am in a new era of my life where I'm going to be better about that. I have not historically been good about that. No, I'm ready to change.
0: I think that's great. I mean, my thing is, I don't want anybody to feel guilty or weird if they're not doing it. Like, we're all kind of sharing the experience. So I so appreciate your frankness on that. Andy, I'm presuming you do because you are so involved in the entire process.
2: Well, I do, but I'm sure that before I was doing headcount, I doubt I did every local election. And, And statistically, it's a very... You know, it's a frighteningly small percentage of young people vote in local elections, but the the local elections are the things that really impact your life, especially if you live in a smaller community. I live in a small town, and, you know, our town local politics are directly determining my pocketbook, you know, my property taxes and where that money goes. So, I you know, something that I'd love to see in the future is that we can use technology to make make voting more, make the information more accessible. I think the reason that a lot of people don't vote, and there's studies on why people don't vote, one of the number one reasons is they say they don't know enough about the candidates. Mm. And that's the kind of thing that we should be able to solve. Like, our phones just have so much information at our fingertips, and that's sort of my long-term vision here is I'd really like to get to a point where, you know, there, there should be a Yelp of candidates because yeah. if we can pull out your phone and you know how good the diner is on the corner in the town you've never been to cuz 50 people gave it reviews yes. it should be the same you go into the voting booth and get the same experience so that's my dream but i'd say like right now you know to anybody who there, there's no shame in not in what you haven't done in the past it's it's all about the future and local elections man like that's that is where the rubber hits the road that is where you know, the, the mayor of Wasilla, Alaska almost became the vice president of the U.S. Like it's local. You know, you want to shop local, you want to eat local, you want to vote local, but it also bubbles up to the nationals. So when you can kind of get behind people in your town, you never know where they're going to go next. Well,
1: also like just voting for representatives, they're going to be the people that keep our presidents in check. Like, we need that. That's how it has to work.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the most direct line you have as a voter to get your voice involved in municipalities, both local and at the big level. Amy, I bet for you it's probably a little tricky because you are a musician. You're often touring. How do you make sure that you keep up with the candidates in, like, a local election for someone like you? The research has got to be a little bit daunting sometimes. For
1: local elections, yeah. I'm I'm just now, like, really coming into a time where this has become extremely important to me. and. You know, I I can't pretend that I haven't kind of had this vibe my whole life that I just don't trust politicians in general. It's never like I've had somebody be like, this is the guy. I love this guy. I trust him. He's going to make everything better. I never feel like that. I always feel like it's it's choosing, to some degree, the lesser of two evils. And I just the whole process makes me mad. I feel like everybody's trying to sell me something, and it's really inauthentic because— They have to just make things work somehow. And and in order to get a whole bunch of people to root for the same thing, you got to, like, widen the net to a place that everything isn't exactly how I would want it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So there's always sacrifices to be made. For me, like, the whole thing, when when usually when we're uh, ramping up, I see commercials on TV for people that are running for office. I'm always just, like just kind of like going, no, I don't believe it. I don't believe you. I don't like you. I hate this whole thing. It all sucks. So for the first time I'm looking at it and going, I can't just sit here and think that and not get involved and not be a part of the conversation. Because even if it's never going to be exactly 100% the way that I would do it if it was me, I don't want to do it. Somebody's got to do it. And I can at least help it to be as good as possible. And the things that are the most important, you know, the things that I feel like they're going to make the best difference for our country. I think that we have to get involved in whatever way we can and and vote on every level that we're privileged to be able to do that. Like our voices are, are heard. We get to use them. We have to. We have to. We can't waste that chance.
0: That kind of leads nicely into the next thing I wanted to talk about, because there are a couple of different reasons that people will cite for why they don't want to make the effort to go out and vote or get their mail-in registration managed, which is like, one, they either think that the outcome is kind of a lock, it's a foregone conclusion, and they don't need to bother. Or two, that they can't fully, like 100% endorse anybody in the mix. So I'm curious what the two of you think about, like, why it is still super important to stay involved. And cast that vote anyway,
2: well, I think one of the misnomers uh, you hear sometimes is people say, well they're all the same, and there's just uh, there's just a fundamental lack of truth to that. There are often very very clear policy differences, and uh, you know I really respect and hear the frustration that people have with the quality of candidates with the quality of government, with all of it but there are still things that we fundamentally as a country, people tend to have pretty strong opinions on. And usually, especially at a national election, you can find very clear differences. And you're not always making a decision about the person, you're you're kind of making a decision about the platform and the overall direction. It's always frustrating when you hear people say, oh, it's all the same, because there's just, it just doesn't stand up. I mean, you can look at very, very, very clear differences. And and when you think about the Supreme Court, I mean, if we're talking about a presidential election, when you think about the choices of the Supreme Court and how you see how consistently the, the these decisions are kind of down the middle, left, right, and who gets picked for the court decides really very, very, very important things. So I think that, yeah, everybody kind of has to stop and say, you know, this isn't perfect and these are humans and, and and far from perfect humans, but there are real decisions to be made. And I think when people pull back and look at it that way, it's all through a, a really different lens. Yeah, I I just agree 100% with what Andy just said.
0: So obviously we are in a, a strange time, right? Where many people are, are going to hopefully be able to vote by mail. But normally if we were not, smack dab in the middle of the strangest year, possibly, and certainly in the history that we have all lived through. Would you normally opt to do a mail-in, be an early voter, or do you like to go day of?
1: It just depends on my life. I know
0: this is tricky for you, Amy, because you are on the road so much.
1: Yeah. I think that early voting is going to be what we do this year because we're here obviously and any way that we can kind of avoid the biggest crowd possible i think we want to do but i know exactly where to go i feel like i'm comfortable with the with the polling place and everything i don't know i'm just gonna go do it but i am gonna do it early because everything's crazy and i I feel like this year especially day to day you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow really and i just want to know that that got done (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, and and I think that I was talking to Andy yesterday. I called him and I was just asking about the whole situation with mail-in voting and like, is it safe? And like, will it continue to be safe? And and what should we do? And I I should let you answer this, Andy, because you're the one who told me. But I, I think it's consistently good advice that it's not that it isn't safe. It is still safe to mail in. But do it early. Do it as, as soon as you can. Like just give them so much time to get it and make sure that it's right. Have somebody look at it for you. Just make sure. Yep. Like family member that you did it right. <laughs> you 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 signed your name. You did all the crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. You know,
0: Andy, what do you have to add to that in terms of tips for voters?
2: You know, it's such an important question right now in a way that I think we've never recognized as a country that how you vote it, it can impact your health, but it can also impact whether your vote counts or not. And it's been an interesting progression where, just to backtrack a little bit, I think in the spring, it was very clear the need for mail-in voting increased because you, you really had lockdown situations. You know, the need was obvious. And some of the really positive things that came out is even though people weren't leaving their homes, we we saw some record turnout. Nebraska had record turnout. And this was even after the Democratic presidential had been decided. So people really embraced early voting. And then it became very politicized, as we all know. Now, we look at it from a headcount standpoint. Our job is to get information out there. And early voting and and absentee voting and mail-in voting is just like— Until a few months ago, this was a very boring, dry thing. It was a a bureaucratic thing almost. But we look at the stats, like 25% of Americans were already voting by mail. You had five states that did pretty much all vote by mail, and it was problem-free. So it was very clear that voting by mail is extremely legit. It's how the military votes. There's no partisan advantage. There are studies that show that. So kind of first step was setting the facts straight and trying to get beyond the politics And just basically say, hey, this is not a new thing. This has been around a long time. But now we get to, uh, we get through that. And what's coming out, I think, is a lot more awareness about some of the undercounts that have happened with, with absentee voting. And all the reasons that absentee ballots have been rejected in the past And some of the real risks of your vote not being counted if you don't get your ballot in on time and correctly. And so the things that everybody should know is, one, if your ballot in most states, the ballot needs to arrive on time. It does. It's not the postmark. And there are certain situations where you won't even get a postmark. So it's got to be there on time. So to Amy's point, get in early, get it in at least two weeks early with all the stuff going on with the post office. You can't leave that to the last minute. It's just not a secure way to vote at the last minute. And the other things are that ballots can be rejected because of stray marks, because of a missing signature on an envelope or because your signature doesn't match what's on file. Now, when it comes to like filling it out correctly, we recommend is have a family member look at it. Just kind of have a proofreader. Make sure, uh, you know, get a second set of eyes on it. Make sure you're doing everything correctly. Now, the signature match, this thing is a doozy. There are some states where they're pulling your signature from the DMV where you may have filled it out with a stylus, and it's not, nobody does their real perfect signature on a stylus. The good news is there are a lot of states where you can go online and look at your signature and make sure it's the same. There's also a lot of states where you can track your ballot, almost like you track a Domino's pizza delivery on an app, and it'll tell you when your ballot is properly received. And there's something called a cure period where you can fix it if it's not okay. This varies by every state. You can go to the Headcount website and get information on this. We have a page called headcount.org slash vote from home. Uh, or just go to the, our main page and you'll find it there. But I think we're at a point now where the education that's needed for an individual voter to know exactly what happens in their state and how to make sure uh, voting by mail is done where there's a 100% chance your vote's going to get counted, it takes a little bit extra. The nice thing, though, is you can do it from your home. You can do it on your phone or on your computer. So we don't say to anybody, this is the way you should vote. This is the way you shouldn't. It's an individual choice. But it's very important to be informed about what's going on in your state because there is a real possibility that millions and millions of votes could not be counted this year because of crazy things like your signature didn't match what you scrawled one day on a style using a stylus at the DMV. So Mm. very, very important to be educated and don't get caught up in the politics. Like this has become a right left thing. That is garbage. That is a made up thing. This is your right to vote. Whoever you're voting for Do it in a way where it is secure and don't listen to any politician talking about the meaning of different kinds of voting. Get the information for yourself. Know that your vote is secure and vote the way that you are most comfortable doing it. And early in-person voting is a very, very good option. That's awesome.
0: I will add this tip. If you are a person that maybe lives by yourself and you don't have someone handy to look over your ballot, Take a picture of it. We have all the technology in our pocket to get through these problems. Take a picture and text it to your best friend or someone in your family. Totally. Every phone has a really good quality camera almost at this point. So make sure that you double check. We want to make sure nothing makes your vote not be counted. Now on to a slightly more fun question. So presumably you have both voted either early or by mail and you're ready and it is election day. And I wonder how that day normally plays out for you. Do you like to watch all of the information As it's being kind of constantly spat at you by every form of media, do you like to get away from it? Do you like to just go have a quiet day? What, how, how do you deal with the election on the day of when it can be very stressful?
1: It can be stressful. Last time for the big one, we were on tour and it went, you know, late into the night, remember? And it was kind of close, but it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. And I, totally had a show the next day and had to get up early. And I was like, okay, we know what's going to happen here. I'm going to bed. Like we'd been watching it. My husband and I had just been sitting there like watching it for a while, kind of hanging out, having popcorn. Yeah. Sort of like that. Sort of like, Ooh, let's see what happens. I hope we win. And then I went to bed and woke up and I was like, you're kidding. I did not think that was going to happen at all. (laughs) I feel like that's another, another point about why it's so important to vote. You really never know yeah. how close it might be.
0: Will you do the same thing this year or will you just like go to bed and pretend it's not happening? Deal with it when it shakes out.
1: I care a lot this year. I'm going to be watching.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Andy, how about you?
2: Well, in 2016, Headcount put on a show. We put on a show called Soundtrack to History, where we had a band play at the Brooklyn Bowl in Brooklyn, New York, and they were basically improvising to the election returns. We had a huge video screen behind them. They basically interpreted the energy of the room and what was happening, and made hours of incredible music. And the music was a journey. Um, We had Robert Randolph, the incredible steel pedal guitar player, and um, several other just really virtuoso musicians, a guy named Matt Butler, it was. was called the Everyone Orchestra. He basically conducted this improvisational show and it's on YouTube. And I went and watched it one year later and it was really crazy. Like the, the vibe started one way and they're interpreting, this is in New York City, so you can guess what the, the vibe of the room is. Wow. And... It was musically and artistically truly incredible. The, the musicians did it just a great job of taking this this historic moment and laying down a live soundtrack. Now, we're not planning on that again. Obviously, concerts are not happening right now. But I think we may come up with something like that because we just feel like art, you know, art always has a place. And when I went back and watched that music, I was like, "Wow, they, they, this was an artistic accomplishment to take this moment and put a live soundtrack to it." So we'll see.
1: That is so creative, beautiful, and that's a big ask. It was for musicians.
2: Oh my god, the musicians! It was it was a really really hard night because the energy. You know, normally a musician looks like there's this relationship just between the musician and the crowd, and the the crowd is watching what's going on behind them and, you know, watching it unfold in a way that people didn't expect. And the musicians just were able to stay with it and kind of keep the crowd together. There were a lot of musicians that night, and I can't name them all, but like um, Mahali was a guitar player in a band named Twiddle, and Marco Benevento of J-Rad, and Mark Brownstein, our founder from a band called the Disco Biscuits. What these guys pulled off. It was special. And, um, I don't know if we'll ever do anything like that again because I think it was so hard yeah. on them, but but and I remember saying that night I said, i'll I'll process the politics tomorrow tonight, I just want to celebrate the artistic oh. success of this crazy hairbrain scheme. That's cool,
1: I wish I'd been there. and
2: I, uh, I remember that part fondly, but people have come up to me since then and told me, well, people had a variety of experiences that night. Yeah, Let's right. just put it that way.
0: Right. That's amazing, though. I can't imagine the pressure as a performer to, like, flow with the shifting winds of that evening and still come through it. Like, that's impressive on a multitude of levels. All right. My last question is kind of your elevator pitch for voting. So if you meet someone who is like, no, I am I have the right to vote. I'm even registered, but I'm, I'm probably not going to do it. What is the one thing that you tell them to make sure that they understand how important it is.
1: Nobody can speak for you. Nobody can speak for you but you. You have to speak for yourself. Don't let somebody take that from you.
2: Use your voice. You know, I want to echo that. And can I just talk a little bit about some of the really fun stuff we're doing with Evanescence?
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely.
2: You know, Amy has this really, truly tremendous anthemic song that I hope the whole world gets to know. And I hope it becomes a true anthem of this election. But uh, we worked together with her awesome team to create a whole little thing where anybody who checks their voter registration status, which is also a really important thing to do, is to check your status. Well, if you do that, you can get to see a private show with Evanescence that'll happen in October. You can go to usemyvoice.org and check it out. And it takes like 30 seconds to check your registration status. And, you know, millions of people get knocked off the voter rolls every year for various reasons. So it's just one of those things that everyone should do. It's so fast. Go to usemyvoice.org, it'll take you 30 seconds to check your registration status, and then you'll automatically, when Amy and the band put on the show, you'll get a free e-ticket for it. Pretty pretty good deal, eh?
1: I got I to gotta figure out how we're going to do that. We're going to do like a from home thing because we're not, <laughs> you call it a show and now I'm instantly intimidated. It's going to be something. We're going to do a performance. <laughs> but we're going to figure out how exactly we're going to do that. I think it's going to be some kind of a like split screen deal where, you know, there's been a lot of that lately. It's been an interesting ride during this time, you know, making music and finding a way to connect with the fans that we've never done before just because... It's just so different. We haven't had to. So we haven't decided exactly what we're going to do yet, but the whole band's excited to create something.
0: So cool. In my head now, I want everybody to not only take part in this, but also to to think of Use Your Voice as their walk-up music for the ballot. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's their entrance theme. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yes. Amy and Andy, thank you both so much for spending this time with me today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And hearing the passion that both of you have clearly for this important topic and how just frank and honest you are about the whole process and your place in it. It means the world. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time.
2: Yeah, really fun.
0: Good luck. Vote. Hey, are you not registered to vote yet, but you think it's something you want to do? You may still have time. Voter registration deadlines vary by state, so to find out the scoop for where you are, check out a nonpartisan registration voting site like headcount.org or fairvote.org. Why I'm Voting is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to your favorite shows.